Fear is not your future. I, I want to explore the profound message that's embedded in the lyrics that we've just listened to. It's a lyric about trusting God's goodness. It's a lyric about choices and the choice to live above debilitating fear. It's a message of hope in God's transformative love. It's the knowing that God isn't finished and that he's involved in the messiness of our journey. That was that song. That's why I love it so deeply. And this topic of fear resonates with everybody. It's universal. There's ample reasons for us to be fearful. We fear loss, rejection, failure. We're afraid of what others think of us. We're afraid of the unknown. We're afraid of financial uncertainty and stress. And certainly we are afraid of wars and the rumors of wars. We not only have wars, but we have rumors of additional wars on additional fronts. We've got to understand fear first, I think, to talk about it. To have God help us with it. So here's a working definition. Fear is an emotional response to a perceived threat or danger. Rather, whether it is real or imagined. It's a basic survival mechanism that triggers the body's fight or flight response. Preparing an individual to confront or flee from the threat. Fear can be experienced in response to immediate threats as the result or the result of past experiences or as an anticipation of potential future dangers. It can manifest as a momentary feeling or a lingering anxiety or a phobic reaction to specific situations or objects. How many of you have a fear of something, someone, some object? We were watching Family Feud the other night, and one of the questions was, what is a common fear that almost everybody is afraid of? And somebody said, one of the answers that one of the contestants gave was clowns. <laughs> well, I don't know if that's a universal fear, but there are people that are afraid of clowns, right? So there's lots of different things that we're afraid of. And it doesn't have to be an actual or real fear. It doesn't have to be a physical thing. It can be a physiological thing. It can be a, it can be a psychological fear that we have. It doesn't have to make sense, by the way. We don't have to be able to explain it because it's highly emotional. It's not based on logic. So, humanly, 
It's a, it's a, a survival mechanism. But fear takes on more of a psychological form, and it tells us to avoid taking risks, for instance. It tells us to stay in your comfort zone. Avoid the possibility of failure or ridicule. All of that is an outcropping of fear. And I think to deal with fear, we have to understand the temporary nature of fear. Here's a verse in the New Testament that one of Jesus' followers named Paul wrote, 2 Timothy chapter 1 and verse 7, For God has not given us a spirit of fear, but of power and of love and a sound mind. Do you know fear is not your inheritance? Don't claim it. Don't look forward to it. Don't coddle it. It's almost as though we sanctify fear. It's like, well, there are certain things, I mean, we're just got to be afraid of. Well, I can understand uh, you know, walking in the woods and a cougar jumps out or a bear starts chasing you. <laughs> you know, I mean, if you're not afraid, something's wrong, I guess, at that point, unless you have a really, really big gun, right? But see, God does not promote or employ fear to teach you things. It's not an emotion that builds up life or add strength in life it's a natural emotion we understand it when it ties into that human behavior of fight or flight but again we've tended to sanctify it calling it normal and it's not how do I know that because God has not given you a spirit of fear about anything God has not given me a spirit of fear. I'm not going to claim it. I'm not going to play with it. I'm not going to entertain it. My mind is not going to be a playground for fearful thoughts. The other thing is that fear is transient. When we talk about fear being temporary, it's transient. Second Corinthians chapter 4. I love these two verses. Listen. 16 through 18. I guess that's three verses or so. Paul says, so we do not lose heart. There it is. Fear will cause you to lose heart. Though our outer self is wasting away, our inner self is being renewed day by day. Could we bring the scripture down for a moment? I want to comment. Though our outer self is wasting away. Now, if you were of an age to where you've begun to experience physical challenges, right? Now, all of us of any age can experience a physical challenge, but there's sort of an age in life where when you cross that boundary, that denomination, that marker, people talk about, man, I started falling apart once I reached this age you know I started having pains I've never had before I started wrestling with physical illness in ways I never have before <laughs> yes my, my wife tells me you can't read that's one of your 
things that has happened to you. I don't fear that. It just, we had an incident yesterday at the, at the well, I guess it was, you're referring to at home when I opened. So, <laughs> so I reorganized the kitchen while Nina was gone. No man of human orientation should ever do that. But I reorganized all the shelves and put things up and, you know, like I would like them. And so water bottles, water, went into a certain area, a new cabinetry space. And there were, there were a number of water bottles that were clearly different. Um, different than we normally buy at the store. Different markings, different labeling, and so forth. And I, I put those in their place, and then... So I opened the cabinet to get some water, and there's a message. A sign. There's a sign on the water bottles on the second shelf. And it said, crap water, crap water. And I thought, wow. I mean, does, does water, not, not for drinking, crap water, not for drinking. So I thought, wow. Obviously, my wife had put it there, okay. And I thought, for the first time in my life, I never considered that water can expire. I think I actually picked up one of the bottles and looked at the label to see if it had an expiration date on it. And I thought, that's so interesting. And, and so I, I, I came around. This is in a waiter's cabinet area. So you have to come around from there into the kitchen. And my wife was over on the couch. And I said something. I mentioned it. I said, oh. So I said, so what's wrong with the water? You labeled it crap water. And so, you know, sometimes we have to repeat things to one another because we don't hear them clearly or well. And she said, what? And I said, the bottles up on the second shelf, you labeled them crap water. And she just started laughing. She couldn't contain herself. I mean, it was a deep belly laugh that went on and on. <laughs> she said, it's not crap water. I didn't let And I said, yeah, you did, the label. She said, go read it again. It doesn't say crap water. So I went... <laughs> I read it again, and it's CPAP. CPAP for her CPAP machine. It's not for drinking because it's distilled, right? <laughs> but then when I went back and I read it, I mean, it was, yeah, it was the acronym CPAP or whatever that stands for, CPAP. It was very clear, but I read it as crap water. So as you get older, you also can't read. And, and we despair. We despair at these things. And they're psychological. And they bring us into... And so we deal with lots of things. We're wasting away. Paul says that is a natural process. Our body is wasting away. Watch this. He says, and Jeff, if you would, please. But your inner self is being renewed daily. There is something supernatural inside of you that is renewing daily. Daily it's drawing on God's love. Daily it's drawing on God's energy. Daily it's drawing on God's strength. And you are able, beyond yourself, beyond your physical body, 
He says, for this light momentary affliction. What is affliction? It's light, it's momentary. In comparison, it's preparing us for an eternal weight of glory beyond comparison as we look not. Watch, as we. So there's a condition, see. This only works for you if you do this, right? Your, your moment, affliction will only be momentary, all right, if you do this following thing. As we look not to the things that are seen, but to the things that are unseen. He says, do not fear what you can see. Don't focus and let your life be run by the things you see. Crap water. For the things that are seen are transient, but the things that are unseen are eternal. Fear is not your identity, beloved. This beautiful song, one of the lyrics, fear is not my future, you are. Sickness is not my story, you are, Jesus. Heartbreak's not my home, you are. It's a bold affirmation of the identity that we have in Jesus Christ. We're not defined by our fears. We're not defined by sicknesses or by heartbreaks or even by death. We're defined by Christ. He's our Savior, and he's overcome this world and everything in it. In him, our stories find redemption. Our wounds find healing. Our souls find rest. And that's why in the face of circumstances, in the face of debilitating fears, we choose. It's a decision I make. I'm not going to focus on that. It's temporary. It's transient. I'm going to focus on things that are eternal. I might not even be able to see them, but I hear about them, I read about them, I can see them with my spirit eyes because God talks about them. And I find out about him as I spend time with him in his presence. And he talks to me about the things that are real and that I should focus on. We need to move beyond fear. Say it. Move be, say it with me. Move beyond fear. How do you do that? Well, it's essential to remember that feeling or that fear is a feeling and it can be natural but allowing it to dictate your decisions your actions it is not natural and God has not given you a spirit of fear it does not come from God every time we push past our fears we grow stronger our faith deepens and our future becomes clear how let me give you a couple of ways how can we not focus on the temporary how, how can we focus on things that are eternal how can we keep our spirit our, our soul let me say it that how can we keep our mind and our feelings energized with the energy from heaven instead of the fear that's debilitating how do we do that number one remember God is not done yet whatever it is whatever you're experiencing whatever you're walking through that's debilitating or that's overcoming or that's fearful for you God is not done in that thing yet the lyric says let him turn it in your favor watch him work it for your good because he's not done with what he started he's not done until it's good <laughs> Life is filled with twists and turns, with moments of despair and uncertainty. But in the midst of those challenges, God is continually working 
God's working right now in whatever it is that's challenging you. Whatever is challenging you, whatever you're afraid of, whatever you're wrestling with emotionally, God's not done with that thing. He's working in it. Philippians 1.6 says, being confident of this very thing, that he who has begun a good work in you will complete it until the day of Jesus Christ. Number two. Number one, what was it? God's not done yet. Say it. God's not done yet. Number two, face your fear. Say it. Face your fear. You see, the Bible's full of stories of people who had to face incredible odds and they had to rise up with strength coming from somewhere else because in their natural mind, the fear of it would have been debilitating. Who am I talking about? How about David facing Goliath? Overwhelming circumstances, overwhelming odds against him. But he went out and he faced the giant. You have giants in your life right now. And God is not done with you. He is working in those circumstances. He is involved in your mess. And you've got to face your Goliath and believe that God is working. And God's going to give you the solution to throw at that issue. How about Daniel in the lion's den? Imagine being thrown. He was physically, literally thrown into a den of lions. And he just spent the night with them. And then he got up in the morning, and the king came to see the king who had thrown him there. You know, what's going on with Daniel? Is it just his bones that are left on the floor? <laughs> and, they, and they found him in the lion's den sleeping. He was petting the lions. How about Peter walking on the water? Everybody was afraid that was in the boat. And Jesus said, come on. Peter gets out of the boat and starts walking on water. See, you have something within you through Christ that gives you the ability to do things that are humanly not possible but you've got to change what you focus on while we look not at the things which are seen Paul said see they could have all these people Paul's imprisonments Paul's beatings and yet he continued to preach the gospel he continued to travel and share and build up the churches he continued though he was in prison though he was beat mercilessly and, and, and thrown outside the city gates Paul continued and he wrote letters and he wrote the things that we're reading here because he refused to look at the things which are seen and be moved by that and controlled by that and live above that because fear was not his future. Say it. Fear is not my future. Yes, fear is not your future. They could have, all of these individuals could have let fear decide their future, but they chose to trust God. You see, we have a choice to make. Am I going to trust God with this? He's not done yet. Am I going to trust God with this thing? 1 Corinthians chapter 10, verse 13 says, No temptation has overtaken you except what is common to mankind. And God is faithful. He will not let you be tempted beyond what you can bear. But when you are tempted, he will also provide a way out so that you can endure it. This isn't talking about being tempted with immorality. This is talking about circumstances, things that we fear, things that debilitate us. 
trials and tests. God's promise is this. There is none of that ever that's overtaken you but what is common. So he says, God's faithful in that thing. He's still working. He'll not let you be tempted above what you're able to endure. Number one, what was it? God is not done yet. Number two, face your fear. Number three, we've got to declare our trust in God. It's not that it moves or changes God. It's that it moves and changes us. We've got to make a decision not to focus on the things which we can see and we have to focus on the things which we don't see. The lyric in the song says this, death is not the end, you are. So quit praying against the pattern of resurrection. Cooperate with the Holy Spirit in watering the seed of faith. The lyric says, hello peace, hello joy, hello love. See, all of that ushers in a season of renewal, strength, energy to your spirit. Resurrection isn't an event in history. It's a pattern of life, and it's called seasons. I've been taking pictures with my camera out as I've been walking with my, my dogs of the beautiful change of season depicted in the leaves. There's lots of things that are going on in our lives that are nothing more than the change of seasons. We see it as death, but do you see a tree that way? Do you see the falling leaves as, oh my God, we just got to give up. All these trees are dead now. No, they're just going into a different season, right? Every night, listen, every night brings morning. Every death brings new life. Every dark night of the soul brings a bright light of a new morning. God is involved. See, we have to declare that. It's our hope. It's a promise. Jeremiah chapter 29, verse 11. For I know the plans I have for you, declares the Lord, plans to prosper you and not harm you, plans to give you a hope and a future. Death is not my future. Fear is not my future. Sickness is not my future. Heartbreak is not my future. Those things do not define you. Whatever you're going through right now, that does not define you. It's not your future. You declare, God has given me, God has plans for me, and he's given me a hope and a future. Now, I know, I'll issue the disclaimer here. I know that Jeremiah 29, 11 was spoken to the Israelites specifically when they were in Babylonian exile. I understand that Old Testament covenants that God made with Israel don't apply to the church. I get it that this verse has been used by those who promote the prosperity gospel, suggesting that God wants all Christians to be wealthy and that all... Uh, 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 that, that a life with God means that all of life will be without difficulty. I understand. However, passages such as this one reveal God's character and guiding principles that we can live by. Namely this, God is not distant. God is involved in your journey. He has a plan for you. He's seeking your welfare. He will bring you through to resurrection. 
It's the pattern that he put into place. Stop praying against it. There's things God isn't going to take you out of because we need to go through it in order to come into the light. Paul talked about how that it builds stuff. I'll just call it stuff. He gave us lists of stuff that patience and, 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 and bearing under trial and test does to help us mature. Embrace trust. Embrace resurrection. How do you move beyond fear? Number one. What was it? God is not done yet. How do you move beyond fear? Number two, fear, face your fear. And number three, how do you move beyond fear? Declare your trust. You can't be silent here. You've got to, like the, like the lyric, you've got to declare God is involved. Death is not my future. He is. Heartbreak is not my future. He is. Sickness is not my destiny. He is. See, you declare that. So, let's remember something here. We're going to have this for you on the screen. Number one, God is continually working in our lives. Number two, God is shaping your, your story. He's working on it right now. He's, he's shaping your story. Number three, we do not let fear forecast our future. And number four, God is bigger than any fear we face. When we lean into his promises and we trust his plan, Jeremiah 29, 11, we discover that fear is merely a fleeting feeling, but our future in him is everlasting. It's set, it's firm, it's good. You'll make it. Fear is not my future. Fear is not your future. Aren't you glad? Aren't you glad fear is not your future?